Going somewhere? I slammed my laptop shut and turned abruptly. Hunter's tall, lean body leaned against the windowsill. How'd you get in? I stammered. Hunter walked over to my bed, pulling a pair of black underwear from my bag. I stormed over to him and snatched my underwear back, placing it back in the bag and zipping it quickly. I grabbed my bag off my bed and set it on my kitchen stool, away from Hunter's prying eyes. Your window was open. I stared at him blankly. His gaze met my chest and he bit his lip, exposing a small portion of one of his fangs. He could hear my heartbeat increase. My window was open and you took it as an invitation? He laughed and my palms began to glow. I could kill him now. There were no innocents around. Hunter would die and no one would get hurt. He watched me intently, waiting for me to kill him. So why couldn't I? I exhaled and placed my hands on my hips. You still can't bring yourself to kill me, huh? How sweet. I gritted my teeth. It's not without great difficulty. Unfortunately, I feel responsible for your death, and I owe you for saving Eli's life. He walked toward me. My apartment wasn't big, so within a few steps, he'd be within arm's distance. After a vampire-free year, I wasn't ready to be in close quarters with one. Driven by desperation and a trickle of fear, I sprinted for the door. I grasped the round handle and yanked it open. But before I could step out, the door was slammed shut in my face, my hand still lingering on the cool metal. We were alone. No one was around to hear our conversation, nor would they hear me kill him. Hunter smiled smugly and pressed his back against the door. You don't want to spend some quality time with me? Well, that hurts my feelings. Do you really think I would ever hurt you intentionally? You're not serious, I scoffed. The last time I saw you, you were going to bite me. That was over a year ago. I've changed. A nervous chuckle escaped my lips. He straightened and took a step towards me, and I turned and headed toward the kitchen. He zipped in front of me, blocking my path and grasping my shoulders. He pressed himself against me for the second time tonight, and I shivered. Even through my clothes, I could feel the coolness of his skin. His eyes softened, and for a split second, he looked like his old self. Hunter lowered his lips closer to my ear, as if he was afraid someone would overhear him. His breath blew coolly on my neck. I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want Lucian to hurt you, but I, I can't fight him. He owns me. You may be a vampire, but you still have your own brain, Hunter. You can make your own decisions. I know you can because I've seen you do it. You saved Eli's life. I know you're capable of good. He ran the back of his cool index finger down my face and I stepped away from it. His fingers were ice cold. His eyebrows rose slightly and I saw the corners of his mouth twitch with the beginning of an amused smirk. But he stopped it and his lips returned to an impassive line. It doesn't matter if I go against Lucian or not. I'll never be what you want. I'll never be him. I don't want you to be him. I want you to be you. Not this cold, calculating monster. His breath hitched and he took a step away from me. He ran his fingers through his hair, appearing frustrated by what I'd said. You think I'm a monster? You've killed people. You drink blood. And you tried to bite me, I reminded him. Don't act so goddamn high and mighty, Ruby. You've killed people for blood, too. If I'm a monster, then you're a monster. I felt my chin drop and my mouth open in astonishment, but no sound came out. I closed it again. I closed my eyes and rubbed the bridge of my nose. I'm sorry. I looked up and he was gone. 
I ran over to the window and peered into the street. The only indication that he'd left was a purple curtain that blew outside the window frame. A brown owl was the only thing I could see in the narrow street. He was gone. I pulled the curtain back into my house and shut the window, making sure it was locked. I ran over to my kitchen drawer and pulled a few steaks out. They were dodgy makeshift steaks from an old oak tree by the Gerald playground. But they'd work just fine. I opened my laptop, and suddenly, going back to Sage didn't seem as scary as waiting in the dark for Lucian to find me. From Ruby Moore. Subject. Invitation. Date. December 9th, 11.13 p.m. To Ivan Alexandrov. Thank you for the invite. I wouldn't miss it for the world. See you when I get there. I added my number to the end of the email and clicked the send button with no hesitation. And now I wait.